Happy Easter, everyone. This is Paul DeArmond from User Words Podcast. It's right now April 12th, 2020 when I'm recording this, so I just want to say Happy Easter before we get started with this Monday episode of User Words Podcast. And, well, thankfully, my table is not that hard because of some of the stuff we're going to talk about. So as you would have noticed, last week there was no episode on Monday. And the reason for that, I couldn't approach the video last week without being too negative. And right now, with everything going on in the world, with coronavirus and everything else, the last thing I want to be is just another person out there just espousing negativity left and right. And I was not going to have that. And the thing that I talked about last week, I still want to talk about, but I'm not going to try to be as uh, negative. We'll see how well that goes. So right now, as you can see behind me, I have the lovely coronavirus uh, as my green screen kind of freaks out a little bit. It's still a work in progress here, but, you know, got, 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 got going what I got. Um, and anyways, coronavirus, as we're all aware, is it's the news. It, it's out there. It's something that regardless if you want to talk about it or not, <laughs> it's there. And. The thing about it is it's bringing out, I want to say the crazies, but that would be too generous. So what I mean by that is right now on social media, there is, for whatever reason, I have no idea, a good old conspiracy theory going around. It was this conspiracy theory say that the coronavirus is a cover-up for 5G radiation poisoning. And I got nothing for that besides wanting to just bang my head into a wall. It has gone so far with this hoax where people overseas, thankfully not here in the U.S. yet, um, have been setting on fire uh, 5G microcells and 5G antennas and distribution centers. The problem with that, 5G isn't active in those areas yet. And so those 5G towers and micro towers and all that, they're actually providing 4G and 3G service. So what they're actually doing is cutting off regular standard cell service for that area where that tower would be normally servicing if it hadn't been burnt to a crisp. Now, this is one of the few times where I'm glad Facebook and Twitter are taking some action and saying, we're going to stop this hoax. Uh, Because the hoax is out there saying that a corona was released to cover up the dangers of uh, 5G radiation poisoning, and really. So we're just going to let that one slide. And and that was what I had last week. And and yeah, we're not going to go there. So the last thing we need is more crazy right now in the world. What we do need is a little more, I guess you could say, positivity, a little more uh, positive news, positive everything else that's going on. And right now, what you're seeing around the world is you're seeing I guess you could say hope. You're seeing hope that this thing is coming to an end soon. Now, we can talk about everything else that's going on. Uh, 
you know, such as we could talk about the discussion that they're having, you having to carry around uh, a card or paperwork, essentially, that says if you're immune to the coronavirus, um, that's a whole other conversation. You can talk about, you know, the, the death toll that's out there, you know, and there's some things on how it's presented, which is a little misleading. Um, for, for instance, if you look at the headlines, most of the headlines right now say that the U.S. has more deaths than Italy. That is factually true. That is a factually true statement. What they do, though, is they do it as a one-to-one comparison in that regard. They don't give you the comparison, which says, when compared for population, so number of deaths per million people population, or per capita, our per capita deaths are way lower than Italy's. And that's a good thing. That's showing that it is not being as fatal over here. In fact, you can look at some of the good things. For instance, in Washington, they had a military hospital deployed. They set it all up. They got it ready to go to accept a bunch of patients. And they tore it down and returned it back to the government without one patient going to that facility. That's good news. That's good news because that means that their estimates that they had for the amount of beds that they would need was off. It's good news that the models that Fauci and uh, Dr. Deborah can't remember her last name off the top of my head, sorry, uh, that the models that they're using to predict and kind of make their guesses are going down. We're no longer talking at the 200,000 plus dead if we do social distancing 100% correct. We're now talking 60,000 dead. Now, don't take that as like 60,000 dead. No, that's a good thing. Take that as it is very unfortunate that this is killing people. Okay. Uh, a corona, the reason it's called novel is because it's a new virus. It's something our bodies don't have immunity to. And because of that, it is unfortunately a little more lethal than, you know, everything else that we have around here. And especially because our bodies aren't used to it. Once we build up some herd immunity, we're going to be better off. And once we have a vaccine that's going to contribute to that herd immunity, et cetera, that's going to, we're, we're going to be better. But until that time, you know, it, it's going to be this cat and mouse game going back and forth. Because once you lift uh, these restrictions, this quarantine, this stay in place, this shelter in place, this social distancing, whatever you want to call it, once you lift that, there's going to be another wave of people who get sick. It's just going to happen. But the good news that we're seeing so far, again, I want to keep coming back to the good news on this one today. The good news is that some reports of Chicago are showing, showing that about 30% of the people that they're testing you know, uh, their blood are finding that they already have antibodies to this, which means that they have been exposed to this virus at some point in the past and have recovered. Therefore, they are immune. The amount of people that you need to, for herd immunity, depending on what sources you go to, those numbers are all over the place. But if 30% of people they're testing right now already have this, that's a good thing. California is set to release in the next week or so their own report on the number of people that they have seen that already have immunity 
to this virus. And the initial expectations is that that number will be slightly higher. And the reason for that hope there is that California, unlike New York, has been weathering through this pretty well. They haven't had as high a caseload as they're hoping. Uh, Not as high as they're hoping. As high as they were estimating, sorry. (laughs) No one hopes for this virus. So those are good things that we can look at. Now, you can also see some of the other things and maybe think of it as humorous, maybe, news. You have in uh, Louisiana, you have roaming gangs of rats going around. And that's because they're normally used to getting all this food that's left out on the streets. People aren't out because they're following the guidelines of social distance. And so the rats are starting to go around. They're fearing kind of the same thing in New York, but we'll see what happens there. None, it's not known what's going to happen there at this time yet. But there's a good possibility of this happening. Now, that might sound negative, but it's good in the fact that that means that people are not out and about. People are not congregating like in a party, throwing food on the street. They're not going to the street vendors. And yes, that sucks for the businesses. There's no way, other way to put it than that's bad for the businesses. We have other things going on, uh, such as, well, (laughs) if you are eligible to receive uh, the, I don't know if you want to call it the corona stimulus, you will begin that starting this week, actually. Uh, Not the IRS. Maybe it is the IRS. I don't know. Whoever is distributing the funds has said that they have deposited the first amount of money into banks, and those should be hitting everyone's bank accounts that got that first wave starting the morning of April 13th. Normally 13 considered a bad day, but hey, some of you are going to wake up to $1,200 more in your bank account. Again, let's look at the good things. Other good things have come about from this. We have now learned a little bit better how to refine our models for the next disease. So let's be honest here. This is not going to be the last disease that we as humanity is going to face that is new. There are always going to be new diseases. Sometimes these new diseases that come out are mutations of current ones or somewhere in the same family. And technically, this is part of the corona family, something that we have seen before. But it is so new that our bodies have no immunity, even if we have immunity from the other coronaviruses. There's other things that you can look at that are good as well. You could take it from uh, politically, you know, depending on your political leaning, you could take it religiously. Right now, today, April 12th, is Easter. It is, well, unless you're Orthodox Christian, then I believe it's next week is Easter. In that case, happy early Easter to you Orthodox listeners. But for everyone else, you know, traditionally, the, this is Easter, a very important day for Christians. and. We have seen in the news the last couple days, churches trying to hold drive-in church services, and either their people have been um, told to leave or get fined, or the service has just been shut down by the local police. Now, you're, you're like, wait, how, 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 how is this good? How, how, what? You're talking about good things and you're talking about that? Churches being shut down? Well, some of you might. Might agree with that, you know, if you're anti-religion, that's fine, you know, all to you. But the good thing that's come about from that 
is a conversation now that people are starting to have saying, where do we draw that line over allowing government to control uh, groups getting together, be they religious or not? We're also seeing that for the most part, in most of these cases, the government has come back and said, yeah, we overstepped the line and uh, yeah, we're sorry. That's not happening. We're backing that up. For the most part, unless you're in Michigan. Michigan's a weird, crazy animal all on its own where you can't even buy seeds. But let's not talk about that because Michigan is a depressing place at this point in time. And the only thing that's going to be good for Michigan is when they get annexed by Wisconsin, brought back into normalcy. Heck, we already have the UP of theirs. It's already attached to us. Let's just continue on and assimilate them all. But these are good things that are happening. We're seeing these conversations happen, not in a vacuum but where people are actually starting to say, huh, there's something a little goofy about this. Now, of course, there's going to be people who disagree and say, yes, we need to shut down every low groups gathering, even if you're sitting in your car. You're going to have the people who are going to go along with that. And you know what? That is fine. You know why? Because there needs to be dialogue. There needs to be conversation. There needs to be discussion on how this is, how this should be applied how this should look like, and what are the limits for government. And when those conversations are done between people and they are done respectfully, we can learn a lot. We can move forward and we can grow. It is when these conversations are done as shouting matches that nothing happens and that we actually become worse for wear out of everything that's happening there. Again, regardless of your political, religious, socioeconomic uh, status or opinion. So right now, with the metaphysical, not the metaphysical, the metaphorical spring, <laughs> metaphysical spring, really, Paul? The metaphorical spring starting with Easter, this, this, this idea of hope and newness and everything else that's going on, growth. You know, you, you don't have eggs for no reason because out of eggs comes new life. You know, out of, out of uh, chicken eggs comes a new chicken, a new life. That's then going to carry on the next generation. That's in a you know a metaphor for spring, a, a time of renewal. And in this time of renewal, in this time of growth, this spring, while we are not hustling around, going to and fro like we normally are in our lives, while we are forced to sit back and contemplate a little bit more, maybe we take this time to analyze what is important in our lives, what is important that we believe. Was important that in our lives that we believe politically, was important that we believe religiously, spiritually, and what are we doing about it? And how have we been attaching it in the past? Have we just been lackadaisical about it, just saying, how oh, hum, I'm this, but not engaging with it properly, not growing, not learning? Or have we been going at it full force? And maybe now is the time where we say, hmm, I need to do something, I need to get back on that horse. And I need to start engaging with whatever it is again. Don't let this time of Corona, this time of being scared, this time of never ending bad news where you turn on uh, social media, the news, and all you see is the current death count just go up or the current infection count just go up. Don't let this time of fear make you live in fear for the rest of your life. Instead, Make this time of fear 
be the jumping off point on which you say, no more letting the fear control me. It's now time to do something good. It's now time to learn and take back control. It's time to not let fear dictate what I do, how I do, or why I do what I do.